And you were talking about mastering your emotions. And mm-hmm. I immediately was like, okay, I want her oh. on the podcast. Yeah. It, but, you know, you were talking about how we're often told we're too sensitive or we're too weak. And so then we, we end up, you know, repressing how we feel and we don't have yeah. the capacity to communicate. And it was like, yeah. hello, did she just, I mean, this was such a struggle <laughs> for me. <laughs> the world is now waking up to mental health, right? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I like to equate these things to hygiene, okay? Because okay. that's easier to understand. It's like okay. when you have poor physical hygiene, people know, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you're not brushing your teeth, when you're not showering, like yeah. people are on to you, right? <laughs> There's signs that you start picking up on where it's like, hmm, this yeah. needs to be addressed, right? Right. But the same is true when you think about your mental health, right? We're, we're transformed by the renewing of our mind, but that's an active daily practice, right? You have to literally like wash your mind with the water of the word every single day. I'm Susan Beth, and you are listening to the She Is Podcast, where we talk about living life intentionally and about trusting that the desires you have deep within you are there for a reason. I believe that the creator of the universe put those desires within you and that they are pathways to your purpose. My desire is that this would be a space that encourages you to lean in and to hear the whispers of the divine and that you would be reminded of things that I honestly believe you already know, that you, my friend, are here for a reason. So if you're here for more conversations in that kind of space, welcome. Let's go. Hey, hey, thanks for being here. I had mentioned at the start of season eight that I would be sprinkling in conversations with different women for our Thursday episodes. And last month, I shared a conversation that I had with Dawn Barton that so many of you loved. And we can learn so much from Dawn on choosing joy in the midst of painful circumstances, as well as thriving in midlife. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that episode, it is season eight, episode four then you can find that and take a listen to that. But today, I am talking with Juliana Page. And Juliana reached out to me during the summer about being on her podcast. And it was great doing that episode and connecting with her and the work that she does. And I heard a teaching that she did about emotions. And I asked her if she could come share some of what she has learned with our community here. And she said, absolutely. Juliana is a powerhouse and it's a longer episode, so you might have to pause and not listen all at once. But I believe it's a really important conversation and one that I hope that you will gain some practical tools in working through and living through your emotions so that you can powerfully live the life that God created for you. So here's my conversation with Juliana. Hi, Juliana. Welcome to the She Is podcast. I'm so excited that you're here with us today. Hello. I'm so excited to be here with you. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. Before we get going with some other questions, I want to ask you about, if you could just tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your journey and how you've gotten to the place that you're at today. Yes. I have a very crazy 
journey. I write about it. So how I've processed, I put it into books because my journey is crazy. I, I even went to grad school for film production and I had a professor say, your life is too melodramatic to be a movie. I'm like, great. It can be a series. <laughs> that's awesome. Those are in now, right? So, that's awesome. I was like, but did I pass? Like, that's really what I care about. But I have a very turbulent life story um, adopted in the natural. Lots of crazy things have brought me to where I am today, but it's all birthed the work that I do today. So I've been coaching, professionally life coaching since 2009, Okay, which is amazing. So it's just the irony of how God works. Like I really truly get to help people live their most courageous and impactful story mm. with him. Yeah. So it's my favorite thing ever. <laughs> there awesome. is a community that I run called Courage Co, which really does help people activate that on different levels. Okay. I podcast, I have a podcast called God's Vibe. So we talk about God because I was not actually raised in the faith and didn't have a legacy of faith at all yeah. and learned how to like, self-help your way through life which is a wild journey in and of itself. So definitely been on an adventure and I'm currently living in Austin, Texas. So there's all sorts of adventures as we were sharing that you can do here, but yeah. I love it because just to me, it's play, right? Like you get to have play time yeah. <laughs> and be, you know, like just be youthful and enjoy your life, especially if you had to grow up so early. That's what mm-hmm. Austin brings. It brings this yeah. ability just to have fun. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Well, yes! Yeah. I, I listened to this one episode that you had, and I think it was recorded, I could be wrong, but maybe from like a master class or something, or like a recap that you recorded maybe for a mastermind group. And, uh-huh. you, and you were talking about mastering your emotions. And mm-hmm. I immediately was like, okay, I want her uh-huh. on the podcast. Yeah. It, but you, you know, you were talking about how we're often told we're too sensitive or we're too weak. And so then we we end up you know, repressing how we feel and we don't have yes. the capacity to communicate. And it was like, yes. hello, did she just, I mean, this was such a struggle <laughs> for me. <laughs> and, yes. and and that's why I wanted, yes. then I'm like, okay, I want to have you on and have this conversation because yeah. that's probably been one of my biggest struggles. Yeah. I mean, I think I've told you, you know, right. I've always been a big feeler person, but yeah. that understanding how to navigate the world when you feel everything so on such a extreme level was so hard for me, so hard for me. And I can see where it affected, you know, so many relationships in my life. And it's something I've really had to be intentional about learning and growing in because it's, it's, it it was a struggle for me to just naturally control my emotions at times. So Definitely here for the conversation. I mean, I, I, I've come a long way. I will say that yes. come a long way, but hey, I know I've got lots of growing to do. So, yeah. So, tell us all about the the emotions. Yeah. Well, I think it's so so interesting, right? Because we, the world is now waking up to mental health, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. I like to equate these things to hygiene. Okay, because okay. that's easier to understand. It's like okay. when you have poor physical hygiene, people know, right? Mm -hmm. Like when you're not brushing your teeth, when you're not showering, people are on to you, right? (laughs) There's signs that you start picking up on where it's like, hmm, this needs to be addressed, right? Right. But the same is true when you think about your mental health, right? We're, We're transformed by the renewing of our mind, but that's an active daily practice, right? You have to literally like wash your mind with the water of the word every single day Mm -hmm. so that you can test and see what is true and what is not. 
or anything that's been up there that the enemy has been trying to sow into your life. Like we're exposed to so much every single day. We're just mm-hmm. inundated yeah. with information. So just imagine all of that's getting planted into your mind. And then when it comes to emotional hygiene, your mind is driving how you feel okay. and how you process. Yeah. So if we're not allowing ourselves to fear, feel things, if we're not paying attention to that, our emotional hygiene gets all out of whack. And that looks like repressing things, just shoving them down, acting like you don't feel it. That looks like denying things that need your attention. That looks like driving through things Mm -hmm. that you definitely should be pushing through. You should be actually like sitting and processing. And we're not learning how to do that work, let alone there's the heart hygiene and what's going on in there. Like, how are the attitudes of your heart? Do they look like bitterness? Do they look like unforgiveness? Do they look like these things, right? Because that's literally what's taking root in there and it's affecting your entire life. Mm -hmm. And what we try to do is we try to change everything externally and deal with it there when really everything internal is driving what you see. Yeah. So when it's external, it's just a mirror. Like it's showing you what's happening inside. So when it comes to emotion, I try to make this as simple as possible, right? Emotions are literally energy that you have in motion. Mm. That's it. That's good. Okay. I need to write that Literally. down. <laughs> yeah. It's just energy, just energy that you've got in motion, not good, bad, okay. right or wrong. It's yep. just, this is what's up. So when you think about driving your car, right? Emotion in your car is like your gas light came on, your tire pressure light came on. Emotions are just showing up to give you valuable information. And they're designed to move like waves in the ocean. So if you just picture like a rhythm of a a wave, it goes in a rhythm of three. Usually you'll see like a cycle of three come through. So it's meant to kind of like flow through your body that way. Mm. If you can picture it, like it's meant to flow through you, not get stuck in you. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's always coming to you to bring you valuable information. Like, oh, this is making me feel insecure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Why though? Is there a thought? or a way that you interpreted an event that is now driving that feeling, right? Mm -hmm. Is it actually that situation? So it's helping you understand, okay, something is is bringing this to my attention on purpose. What is the gift that it's bringing me? Yeah, that's good. And when you can see it that way, then you're willing to process it. Mm -hmm. You're willing to feel it versus push it down versus deny it versus using it aggressively as a reaction because that's often what we do too. Just picture getting in your car and there's traffic. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people react to that without <laughs> even thinking, right? Like, mm-hmm. we're just like, oh, you're in my way. Like, is it possible that they're supposed to be in your way so you pay attention to something else? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could be, right? But you're missing that when you're just moving in a reactive way. And we're not designed to live that way. Yeah. We're designed like our responsibility, what I like to say, our ability to respond well is our responsibility, our responsibility, right? I am able to respond to life, not react to it. Mm -hmm. Like I have that ability. So when it comes to emotion, usually it's indicating what you've been thinking, how you've been interpreting or perceiving events, and also what you've been storing up in your heart. Mm, That's That's usually what it's coming to highlight. And then as you look at it, what I love to do is process it with God, Mm -hmm. right? Is there any thoughts that I'm thinking that I can't afford to be thinking because God's not thinking about me. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. like what, what's up there? Like, am I feeling insecure? Cause I'm believing a lie. Am I intimidated because of an actual physical fear that God needs to give me wisdom about? Mm-hmm. Right. Is this feeling even mine? Sometimes, yeah. especially when you're doing prayer and intercession, things are coming up because it's giving you insight into what to pray into for somebody else. Mm, yeah. 
Yeah. Right. So it's like, sometimes when you're feeling all this stuff, you're like, Ooh, like that's giving me insight to pray into this situation and intercede mm-hmm. for somebody. Yeah. It actually isn't mine. That's right? so, that's so good. I had forgotten about this because I feel like I have grown in it, but that used to be such an issue for me because I yeah. can be very empathetic and I would find myself like in talking to someone or doing counseling with somebody, it's like I found myself then going back into my world and responding to people in a different way. Like almost like I'd taken on what had been talked about or the feelings that I had gotten. And I had to learn that. I never had even thought of that until somebody told me that one time of like, and even encouraged me like after those um, any conversations like that to pray and almost just like release that. Yes which I wasn't doing because, because it was like, okay, I'm burdened for that person now. And so it's like, I'm, ca- I'm carrying this with them, which yes. is a good thing in one sense, but it's not for me to take on those emotions of that totally. to where that's, that's so good of, of being able to recognize that so much what you're saying of like, it's our responsibility to stop and recognize the emotion and process and, and ask questions. Okay, God, what am I, what am I to do with this? Yes. You know, what this, this emotion that I'm having right now. Yeah, like an example of this, because it's so important, the work that I'm doing with folks too. And I believe that you probably do as well as you minister, right? It's the greatest gift I can give them is holding the vision that God sees about them and where he's leading Mm -hmm. them. To Mm -hmm. to not get into where they are, to let them be and fully know where they are, but to hold this vision of where they're going. And that's what we're actually Mm -hmm. closing the gap to get to, because that always is a faith faith gap, right? But a lot Mm -hmm. of times people don't have that vision. For the future. They have a vision of what they don't want. That doesn't help them, right? They don't yeah, have a vision right. for the future and they also mm-hmm. aren't activating their faith for it. And there's so many things that get, get in the way. So it's when you think about be still and know, it's mm-hmm. where is God in this? Like that's the point of that scripture. So as you're sitting there, it's like, okay, I can go off what I think. I can go off what I feel. I can go off mm-hmm. what I've been storing in my heart. I can go off what people say. I can go off what it looks like. I can even go off my interpretation of what it looks like. None of which would be God or what's true. Yeah. All right. of that could be directing my life. No wonder I'm confused. No wonder I'm yeah. stuck, right? So I like calling it like being a sniper in the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It's like, where's That's God, good. right? Like, yes. I want to know right. what is the enemy trying to get me hooked to and what is God mm-hmm. up to? Right. Right? That's so good. So there's no like, I'm dodging it. I'm like, it's still giving me valuable information because it's letting me know the quality of my heart. In the attitudes yeah. of my heart, it's exposing that. It's letting me know where I have room to develop my character and where I have room to grow and mature in God and where I might not be renewing my mind and where I could be giving the enemy place in my life. Because okay. all he's got to do is start seeding a lie and then I'm on his agenda and I'm partnering with right. him in that. So it's like, right. okay, like if I allow myself to feel and not let it be a judgmental thing, genuinely be curious, right? Like none of what mm-hmm. is happening is good, bad, right, or wrong. So it is Mm -hmm. safe to feel because I can't fix what I won't face. And sometimes we need to confront things in our life, right? Or we've given access to things that don't help us. And so when I can see it from a place of just being curious and I have my own back and God has me too, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm not going to bully myself. I'm not going to shame myself. I'm going to see truly what is up and then I'm going to partner with God to walk through that thing. Yeah, if I deny it, if I ignore it, if I hide it, if I run through it, if I push through it, Right. I'm literally bypassing whatever it is mm-hmm. that God wants to use to help me right now. Okay. I, I want to highlight this because okay. 
this was such a struggle for me. I wrote down, allow myself to feel. That is where a lot of my struggle came from because when I would have something negative that I could or perceive negative, or like an emotion that of something, it's like I would feel bad of, I shouldn't be feeling this. This is not yeah. good. And yeah. I need to you know, surrender more to God. I need to, you know, read, apply a certain scripture over that, which all those things are great, but I wasn't allowing myself, like what you're talking about, to actually feel that emotion and to, like you said, look at it and be like, okay, what, why am I feeling this way? Where's this coming from? And and then applying truth to it. You know what I'm saying? It was almost like I was applying the truth over something, like, you know, shoving that down and then just like, okay, I'm going to focus on this. And that's why I kept coming back up. And it wasn't until I then kind of figured that out. But I think that's such a huge thing that is so easy for us to get caught up in the cycle of just yeah. trying to move ahead with life and pushing something down and not really stopping. And, and more importantly, you, you know, be still a no. It's one of my key verses. Love that. Yes. It, and I think that is like what you said. That is so key that it, it's not even just us thinking about it. It's us thinking about it in his presence. You know, when we stop. And process in his presence is different when we're processing just in our head, you know, or our emotions. 100%. So, I, I, yeah, if you have anything more to say on that, that I think that is such an important topic and theme right there of stopping and choosing to feel and acknowledge yeah. our emotion. Yeah. And when you are, because this is hard for most people, we're not taught to do this right? Mm-hmm. We're taught that it's almost like a luxury, right? Or we yeah. people do that. And the opposite is true, right. right? So when you actually can get to this still place, right? Like God is holding up for you what's actually in you, right? Mm. So yeah. you can't heal it if you can't feel it. That's always going to be true, right? That's good. And there's yeah. a lot of what the enemy wants to do is he wants to create strife and division because connected to that is every other wicked thing. Right. So when you're not connected to God, you're disconnected from your power. Mm. Right. And then when you're not connected to God, you're not rightly connected to yourself. And then you can't Mm -hmm. be connected to other people well. So that's all he's trying to do is to get you disconnected from God. And he has many ways that he tries to kill, steal, and destroy that connection. Right. And he tries to do that with your relationship with you and then Mm -hmm. also your relationship with other people. Yeah. So when you can see that, it's like, oh, like my aim is to connect to God. My mm-hmm. aim is to connect and support myself, not bully myself or be my own worst enemy, right? My mm-hmm. aim is to bring reconciliation and connection with the people that I'm in a relationship, knowing full well there's an agenda to try to like literally make that separation happen all the time. Yeah. Right? The yeah. enemy's out to like divide and separate us all the time, but it's yeah. like connected to God, connected to myself and about, busy about his business of recon- mm-hmm. reconciling people to him, to themselves, to other people. Right, right. Enemy can't touch this. Like I call it like I can't touch this anointing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like literally, like you can't touch yeah. this. Like you just play the yeah. song. Like you can't touch yeah. this. But that comes from being courageous enough to sit in what's happening and be okay with it. And God will show you things like, hey, like this is where you are actually causing that disconnect. Mm-hmm. Or hey, like let's look at this lie or this uncomfortable thing together right? Like he will start Mm -hmm. unpacking whatever it is that you need to see when you're courageous enough to show up for that. And then when he does, like, it's always an invitation to greater freedom, favor, and blessing. Always. Mm -hmm. Always. 
And so when you start to see, like, whenever I come to him, there is an answer to everything I need. There's an answer to that discomfort. There's an answer to that motive of my heart, right? When you are still enough, you start seeing what's driving your life. And a lot of times when you're driving and pushing, it's fear. We're building Mm -hmm. our life on a very shaky foundation of fear. It's not on love. It's not on God. And so whatever we're chasing after, usually the faster we go, the more trouble we're getting into. Yeah, I agree. Usually. Mm-hmm. So it's like when yeah. we are, because think about it. I like to use this reference. Like Jesus walked everywhere that we read in the Bible. He didn't mm. run. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. You know yeah. I mean? Like he wasn't like trying to get somewhere faster. Like everywhere right. he was, right. was on purpose and he was intentional about it. Mm-hmm. And like, that's how you move when you're in spirit, when you're in step with God, like you are literally in step, like he's moving, you're with him, right? You're yeah. just walking together. Right. When you think about just even like walking the beach with somebody, you can easily, when you just picture a walk, you can be that person that's like speed walking and out ahead of people. You can be that person that's in step. You can be that person that's way behind. But like the key is to just stay in step, right? Yeah. And think right. about having the best conversation with one of your best friends. Like you talk for three hours and you think it was 15 minutes. Yeah. That's kind of what it's like with God. You give him 15 minutes and he just like multiplied your time. He just mm-hmm. recalibrated your entire soul, right? And so when you get into his presence, yeah. that's kind of what's happening. You get exposure to a new truth that you get to apply. You get an understanding of your emotion and what that energy was doing in your life and what kind of momentum you were building, what direction you were driving to and Mm -hmm. whether that was him or not. You might see something that's in your heart that got in there that you didn't know was there. And then he's helping you process all Mm -hmm. that information through his filter of truth, not through opinion, not through like these weaker, lesser things. And the main reason... And you're going to be sure and steady so that you can be bold and courageous in your life, right? Because when we're weak and wounded, we're not that powerful, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So he wants to make sure that you're healed, that you're whole, that you can be a happy human and also be able to do what he has on your life. And you can't when you're so overwhelmed by emotion. We think pushing it down is serving us. It's still in there. And it's coming. Right. Oh, yeah. I believe like a mm-hmm. volcano when you don't want it to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You mentioned running and, and hustle and all that. Yeah. And I was reminded of how earlier in my life, and, and I don't think this is some people could be like, well, it's because you're older now, but I don't, I don't think it's, it's, that's not the point I'm trying to make. I, I never, I didn't like quiet. You know, it's like I, I had the radio on and when the radio yeah. was off, then I had the, the television on and, or, you know, and I didn't want to be by myself. I mean, it yeah. was the joke in my family that, I mean, I showed back up to my house, you know, with you know, bringing the friends. My mom would yeah. have to be like, okay, at some point they've got to go home. <laughs> and, you know, it's just like, I always wanted noise and I always wanted people around me. Yeah. And, and that continued through my life. Then the, just in looked differently, you know, then as I started having children and all that. So the, the activity level with friends changed, but it was like my, my life was still noisy and busy. And even though I think we, we all, it's good to be productive and, and do what we need to do. It's, it's different when we can't stop. It's like, we're scared of stopping. It's like, and you, and and we can see this in ourselves and other people. It's almost like you can't stop the activity going on in our life. You've always got to be doing something because there's, there's, you're missing this piece. And I mean, I know that because that was me. It's like, I just, I had to have something going on. Yeah. And 
And now it's like, it still amazes me. It's like, I love being by myself because I don't feel alone. I don't feel alone where before it was like, I needed, it was this outside thing that was, you know, a stimulus for me or whatever, you know what I'm saying? A friend, like the conversation. It's like, I don't feel alone when I'm by myself and I'm, and I can, I enjoy processing the emotions now where before I think it's probably because I wasn't comfortable feeling what I was feeling. You know, yeah. so it's like, yeah. I want it. Okay. So, so give I me some noise. Relate to all that. And it's also like, right. Like you feel better after taking a shower. You feel better yeah. after like, chilling in a bathtub for a while. Like you feel better when you refresh your soul mm-hmm. and you give it the food that it actually needs and being a, a doer. Right. Cause I definitely was a high achiever. Like definitely was on that path as well. Like being slow was the last thing you were going to find me doing. Right. Mm-hmm. I yeah. literally like, there's a story to this. I had to break both wrists for God to literally like stop me literally. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's, a, there's a whole story there. Um, but <laughs> I will say what is interesting is that we have, we've been raised to be dependent. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause like the way we're designed, we are supposed to depend on God. So when we mm-hmm. don't, we develop all these codependencies, mm-hmm. right? We have people that partner with us in our dependency. So a lot of times mm-hmm. you hear about this with somebody struggling with alcoholism. There's the person that's struggling and the person that's the caretaker. And they are codependent mm-hmm. together in this cycle exactly. and in this journey. But that happens with work. That happens with really anything that happens with social media these days. Like we start depending on these things to give us sort of these fixes or these instant hits of gratitude mm-hmm. and pleasure that we think that we need. So we can do okay. that through work. We can do that. And we start depending on these things that we were never meant to depend on. And they, mm-hmm. they're horrible gods. They can never yeah. be gods, right? right? So until something there shakes until a relationship falls apart until like the job is lost that you were working so hard at until like God shakes something and anything that can be shaken will be mm-hmm. until he shakes us and wakes us up. We don't know how much we're depending on that thing, right? How much we've not depended on him. Right. Mm-hmm. And when yeah. we get that dependency issue, right? We're, we're designed to depend on someone. We're designed mm-hmm. yeah. to put that on other things to get approval, to get, praise, to get recognition, to feel significant, to feel loved, to feel worthy. Like that's fear driving that because we already are. Right. We already are, but we're driving for it because the enemy has convinced us just like he tried to test Jesus too. He tried to convince us that we didn't already have those things or we weren't Mm -hmm. them. Yeah. We spent our whole life running for it when Mm -hmm. what we're designed to do is depend on God and do these exploits with him. Yeah. Right. So actually to your point earlier too, with emotion, being highly sensitive is a gift Mm -hmm. because when you turn that that sensitivity to God, you're never alone a day in your life, Mm -hmm. right? He makes you a safe place to be, right? Where you actually enjoy being alone and like being able Mm -hmm. to think about what you're thinking about, feel and process what's Mm -hmm. happening inside of you. That's actually a really beautiful place that he starts to create with you. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you get to move and step with him and everything you do. So you are never alone in your entire life when before you Mm -hmm. thought you were. Yeah. Right. Right? So that sensitivity, when we give it to God, we start becoming highly sensitive to the things of the spirit. Mm -hmm. And that is a gift. Right. So this high sensitivity in the world that could become a problem in overdrive where we're overthinking. We're like almost over feelings. We're feeling for other people. That's where Mm -hmm. these people-pleasing behaviors come from. We start right. processing for other people and we were never designed to do that. So you're basically mm-hmm. living on overdrive and burnout. 
No wonder mm-hmm. you're exhausted, right? right. But right. when you get into God, right, he gives you that real soul rest, like tired, weary, worn out. Let me show you what it actually looks like to walk with me, to yeah. move the way I move. And you're right. like, oh, like I see when I was going so fast and trying to make all these things happen, I was depending on all these things. I got mm-hmm. tangled up and entangled right. in all these things that I wasn't supposed to be in in the first place. And he's like, mm-hmm. no problem. Let's like unwind, <laughs> untangle yeah. and free you up so you can actually like yeah. have and enjoy your life the way yeah. I designed you to. And it's a beautiful thing. But we we get there being willing to acknowledge that we're not happy or yeah. being willing to acknowledge that things aren't going well, right? Mm-hmm. Things aren't working out and we don't know the answer, but he always does. Right, right. right. I think that you mentioned you mentioned the scripture come come away with me, which is is the theme in the summer journal that we're yes! in the middle of right now. And oh, that that is that is so key. You just said that of yeah. we can't we don't see that until we're with him and then allow him to. I mean, until we stop. You know, it's like we just kind of keep forging ahead, and yeah. it's in those times that we we get away with him and make that time that he can say, okay, hang on, you're kind of detouring this way. And, you know, and I love when you said, and I recognize that of in myself of when you talk about the, our emotions and and how we were created to be dependent on some, on someone or on others and all that. And it's like, I saw that um, early on in my marriage, you know, I think we all, it's talked about more. So maybe people are going into marriage differently, but definitely growing up, it was like, okay, right. You get married. And it was the whole, what was the, you complete me line was like the big, you know, it's like, you know, right. Definitely went into marriage thinking, right. I'm marrying this best friend that emotionally is going to fill every need. Yeah. And they'll never let me down. And and quickly, you know, well, actually, actually knew that before we got married, you know what I'm saying? Just dating. Well, you know, it was obvious that wasn't going to happen. On right. either end. And it's like, but yet you still think, okay, but you know, right, right, we've just got to work harder or I've got to, you know, show him how he needs to do that, you know, yeah. but it was then getting to that realization, just like you said, I mean, it's like, yes, we are cre- designed and created to be de- dependent on, but it's not, but not with that person. You know what I'm saying? There, there's, there's no way. And it's very, it's sad. And I honestly, I think that's why a lot of marriages do crumble yeah. because you don't ever get to that realization that I am expecting something from my spouse that they cannot fulfill. You don't they, have not- like without God, when you think about relationship without God, you don't have vision, you don't have mission, you don't have an understanding of what's happening in that person's heart because only God really knows. You don't have an understanding mm-hmm. of how to pray for them and, mm-hmm. and strategies and wisdom that God will give you to love them well. You don't know how to love without, without right. God. You're not flowing yeah. with him in his love, right? So you're mm-hmm. usually making a mess. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. You're trying to make somebody that's what you think is the ideal, which could be totally wrong. So basically, yeah. you're trying to control or manipulate someone versus love mm-hmm. them. Yeah, absolutely. And nobody absolutely. wants that, right? Like everyone's going to yeah. be like, well, thank you. I'm rebelling against whatever yeah. you're trying to do. <laughs> yeah. Right. No. And I could see how my emotions played such a big role in that, you know, because I felt like, okay, I'm needing something emotionally that you're not giving me. So then I'm like reacting negatively emotionally thinking that's going to make something positive come out, you know, which, which never did. It's just so backwards of emotionally what we expect from other people. 
that until, I mean, like with all our, with all our relationships, not even just with a spouse, you know, your spouse. I mean, I'm, say, I'm mentioning that just because then if you are married, that's what the most right, common th- right one there. that brings you into that like partnership with God, like God is your yeah. spouse. And so like exactly. knowing God at that level is huge. Like there's two visuals I have. One that I found so, so powerful in my life because I journal like you as well. Mm-hmm. And something that I'll do, I do two things. One, I, I do like a soul scan is what I call mm-hmm. it. So if you just picture like going through the airport and you're going through like the scanner, the human scanner, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, looking for things that aren't supposed to be there. It's kind of what right. I do. <laughs> with ah, God, that's good. Right? So I'll get out my journal and I'm like assessing like what's been on my mind lately, how I've been feeling or where I've been living emotionally, anything that's going on in my heart or anybody that's on my heart, any heaviness, I'm looking for it right? If it's not lightness, like where's heaviness been introduced into my life? So I do this often, I just scan what's happening, my mind, my will, my emotions, like where am I not making powerful choices or decisions? Because God wants me out here being bold and courageous. Mm -hmm. Where am I shrinking back? Where am I hiding? So I look, Mm -hmm. I look at it, right? So that's something that I'll do. But in that time, what I found really valuable is he gives me this chart, right? So I like will draw on a piece of paper, like different columns. So there's me, there's others, and then there's him. Okay, so my business is what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, the action I'm taking or not taking, or anything that's going on in my heart. That's my business, right? Okay. Other people's business is what they are thinking, what they are Mm -hmm. feeling, action they're taking Mm -hmm. or not. None of my business. Mm -hmm. How they're showing up is none of my business. And like that alone is powerful for some people. And then there's still God's lane. And my job is not Mm -hmm. to get into God's lane. That's usually the faith zone. So it's things that have to do with your timeline or the how. Mm-hmm. Right. It's yeah. almost like God doesn't need your questions. He just needs your obedience. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, I don't need you to know every detail about how this is going to play right. out or when it's going to play out. I just need you to take that step that I told you about. What, how mm-hmm. are you doing on that? And that's kind of yeah. how you partner with him, right? Like we try to take on so much of his responsibility, which his is always the heavy lifting. He does the heavy lifting right. for us. So it's like anything right. that I'm going to pick up that's his. And I start to see that when I'm doing a soul scan, I'm like, nope, giving that back putting it out on his back, <laughs> yes. right? Any yeah. way that I picked up somebody else's responsibility, I give it back, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. I take my hands right. off of that. And any area that I'm not showing up, which is usually what's happening, when we get into other people's business or God's business, we're not showing up in our own life somewhere. So mm, then I clearly where I need to be taking action. And then that's what I'm accountable for. And that's what I'm trusting that God will give me the courage, the strength, the peace, the ability, the capacity to do. Right. I'm not going to do that in my own strength. I can already tell. <laughs> yeah. But that's not what I pray and trust that God yeah. will help me accomplish. Right. Yeah. And when you can see yeah. that, like you could be in a conversation with somebody and see them start talking and how you used to take the bait to take on their emotion or take on their thought mm-hmm. or take on the solution. You're like, whoop. And you just pull out yeah. and you're like, what are you going to do about yeah. that? Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you let them rise up and take the responsibility. So when you can see it, it's so, so helpful to see how you started creating these unhealthy dynamics yeah. and how you stay out of it let god work okay do you think that that is a common thing that most of us get tangled up in of not yeah. seeing that we're doing that i mean i can yeah definitely see that that was like a huge thing for me 100%. that you that i feel to. that feels so nice to i honestly noticed it because it was so prevalent in my life that I notice it now that I, when I don't do it, because it was such a thing of like, oh, wow, like you just said, like, I don't have to go there. Not my problem. And, you know, like you said, God or others, feeling the need to step in and do things. 
Yep. So you so you do Try recognize that this is a yeah, a I think common what struggle does to some degree, right? Like because we're all learning how to grow up in God and how to mature in his character, his likeness, like imaging him, as you say, right? Mm-hmm. We're all learning how to do that, but we're also all learning the love ministry and making that our majoring in that major mission, right? We're all learning mm-hmm. how to do that, how to mature in love. And a lot of us as on that journey, we realize that we're not very loving at all, actually, right? Mm. We're really hard to please. We're really controlling. We're really great manipulators, right? We, we all think that we're God. So we all, <laughs> to some degree, try to play God mm-hmm. and also put the wrong things in our God spot. Mm. That's what we're doing. And then it's manifesting in these different ways. And we often don't see it until it comes into matters of the heart. And so that's usually when it's relational. So unless we have a breakdown in our most intimate connections, so sometimes mm-hmm. that's a partnership with spouse, when we start hitting that, God is exposing our love ministry there. Mm, that's good. Right? Because not everybody yeah. gets access to this God spot, right? Like there, there's a right. place inside of you that only God can fill, right? And there's this mm-hmm. place that only you and God should be relating and connecting. And when we put the right. wrong people or things there, we get in big trouble. Like that's mm-hmm. when we move into like idolatry and these other things, which is not you know, as deep as people make it seem, it's like, no, you're, you're going to drift. You're going to like take yourself right. straight out of alignment right. yeah. <laughs> when you keep yeah. sailing on that path. And like, God doesn't want that for you. He doesn't want you beat up and broken and having unnecessary suffering in your life. He's like, keep me here. Like you get to choose mm-hmm. to do that, but keep me here. Yeah. Cause nobody yeah. else is God. Like I'm God, they'll right. try, but they won't be able to do it. And it's, you're basically setting up failure, setting yourself up or another person for failure when you put them there. Mm-hmm. That's good. Like what you said about idolatry. Yeah. Because I think that's a good point. I think sometimes we don't recognize idols in our life because like you just said, we, we think it's going to look bigger. You know what I'm saying? We're thinking, or like, oh, that's an idol. Like it's going to be so obvious to it. And it's just yeah. huge thing. Yeah. I mean, it is a huge thing, but it's so subtle sometimes that we don't even recognize relationships and different things that we've made an idol. Huge. Because we put and it, enemy, and we put our trust more. In. Is usually sly and under the surface. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's easy to miss, but that's how it's almost like a python that moves slow and starts choking you over time. That's kind of how he moves, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're not kind of like got these spidey senses, <laughs> if you're not wise as a serpent, gentle as a dove, you miss a lot of how he's prowling around trying to devour your your life. Mm-hmm. Your essence, like the very part of what God wants to use in you, He's like slowly trying to choke that. Mm. So it's like when you start seeing, like, whoop, like, no, 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 like, God doesn't come to create strife and division. Ever. Right. Right. So who, who do you think might be running that agenda? Or like, this isn't normally how I think about that person. Where is that coming from? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like, I, I don't have to entertain that thought. And if I do, it's going to create exactly what the enemy wants here. Mm-hmm. Right. So I always really try to look at what is the enemy trying to do here and what is God doing? Mm, that's good. And then I understand in a different way how to process what I'm experiencing. So let's say that you're walking through a major betrayal. Okay, cool. I did not see that coming. That really has a lot of emotion connected to it. Right. And you're, you're processing. You've got so many thoughts. You've got a lot of emotions to feel. You've got stuff going on in your heart now. Right. And it's like, okay, God is trusting me with this though. He's allowed this to happen. He probably did not cause it to happen, but he's allowing it to happen. And who am I going to walk through this thing with? And how are we going to come out on the other side? Because you best believe what the enemy is trying to do with that 
is the store of bitterness, resentment, unforgiveness, cancel you mm-hmm. out for that next place that God's trying to take you. And you right. can live there for years. Mm-hmm. You blind to exactly what the enemy's trying to sow. Right. Yeah. And that's disqualifying right. you for this next place that God has for you, which is exactly what he wants to do. So usually before mm-hmm. a major life shift or a major shift into like a breakthrough, the enemy wants to come in and create something immediately. That's like big mm-hmm. and you didn't see coming. And we're wow. like, what do you mean? What was I yeah. doing? I was doing all the right things. And it's like, yeah, yeah. you are. That's why he came. Mm. Yeah, that's so true. Right. But we'll miss it when we get caught up in the emotion. Like, how could you? How dare you? Like when we get there or when we're thinking all these horrible things, we start viewing this person differently. Mm-hmm. Right. We start saying they're unforgivable. They're unredeemable. They've done the worst thing ever. Right. And then we yeah. start storing up all this stuff in our heart. But then it's like, did you consult with God? Is that what God says? Is that what he wants to do here? If he allowed mm-hmm. it, why is he allowing it? If he exposed it, why did he bring that to your attention? Yeah. Right? Yeah. But there's a lot happening there. So when we're doing it without him, we miss it entirely. And we're totally partnering with the enemy and his agenda. Mm. And good. blocking ourselves from the blessing that we were headed straight for. Mm-hmm. That's good. And it's subtle. All of that is subtle. That's why we need the spirit of God. You cannot navigate this stuff without wisdom and understanding. You cannot. Cannot. So would you say, I mean, did you develop and learn and dive into learning about mastering your emotions? Because this was, I'm guessing, a big struggle (laughs) for you at some point in your life that you saw was affecting relationships and different circumstances in your life? Yes, 100%. So I, I am adopted. So I was adopted at birth, right? But the family that I was a part of, my adoptive mother was struggling with alcoholism. Mm -hmm. My father is a doctor, right? So he was a workaholic and was never around. I had an older sister that was very rebellious at this season. And then I had a younger sister that was an infant. And I was slap in the middle. The the whole family unit was like under this facade of being perfect, right? Mm ultimately mm-hmm. falling apart. So you learn how to be quiet. You learn how to achieve. You learn how to not be a burden. You learn all these things. But ultimately what I was seeing, so my adopted mother had put me on the phone with my birth mom when I was 10 and said, your mom wants to talk to you. Oh, wow. So this is how I find out that I'm adopted, right? And so I'm starting to see that things aren't what they seem. I'm starting mm-hmm. to witness firsthand that these humans don't have it figured out. And they're all in some way like escaping life. And I'm like, there has got to be another way. But that's also really scary because I don't see it around mm-hmm. me. Like, I don't see mm-hmm. the other way, but I just know there has to be one. So as early yeah. at this age, I'm like, who am I? Why mm-hmm. am I here? And what is yeah. my life about? Like I'm asking yeah. that at 10 because I'm like, this ain't it. This is yeah. not it at all, right? So I really, really had been driven that way because I could see I'm in big trouble at 10, because I'm either going to be an addict, I'm not going to know how to communicate, I'm not going to know how to express myself, Mm. I can already see how I'm like, I don't have a voice, I don't have needs, Mm. right? Yeah, Um, I can already see this happening. But I'm not I don't have a language or a grid to understand the fullness of that. And I also can't Mm -hmm. fully process what I'm walking through because I'm 10. Right? Yeah. So this stuff really started coming out later in college, where I didn't have those roles or assignments anymore. I wasn't just the useful one, the perfect one, the high achieving one, the one that has it together, the one you right? Like I wasn't these things anymore. And it was very much like an out of sight, out of mind experience. Like you're good now. 
go mm-hmm. go do life and prosper. Like we don't, maybe we'll see you on holidays, but it was kind of like, you're just severed completely from a sense of home. Like home was severed at 10, but then also yeah. like you leave the house and go to school and you have no place to really come home to. Yeah. My dad had remarried my stepmom the day after I graduated high school. So our families uh-huh. were like blended without any sort of transition. I didn't have uh-huh. a place to come home to in college. So it's like, yeah. I, now I had to start dealing with those questions that I was running from. Yeah. Right. And I couldn't, I couldn't get the answers. And I'm like, how do I now find my place in the world when mm-hmm. I can't answer these questions? Like I'm supposed to have, I'm supposed to know what I'm supposed to do with my life and have mm-hmm. a career. Right. And like go and get in that career and like dominate that career and retire or something. But I still have no idea who I am because yeah. nobody's me up in the way I should go. I don't right. know God. I don't have any clue how to process everything that's happening inside of me, let alone how to communicate it. And everybody right. else be like drinking and partying at this time and having a good life when I'm having like the metaphorical midlife crisis, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So I'm like, I'm just trying yeah. to figure out how to know myself to navigate. Yeah. This <laughs> and I couldn't, I couldn't. Mm. And so, you know, that had me on a journey for a long time to start figuring out what's happening inside. Like I knew that that's where like the main happenings of life were because that's what to me, mm-hmm. spiritual journey is it's going within. Right. Mm-hmm. But when you go within without God, you can get lost. <laughs> right. So I was on this journey for quite a while um, before even finding God to start looking within in a safe way. But mm-hmm. I always knew that I had no training I had nobody that nurtured my development. I had nobody that really could call out what God was doing in my life and really mm-hmm. like put me on that path. But there were in my life, I was an athlete. So there were coaches that could see my heart, right? There mm-hmm. were people that could see this like gifting of this ability that was on my life that would say, they would plant seeds. They're like, do you write? Do you journal? Mm-hmm. I was like, no. <laughs> like who does that? Like depressed people do that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, but they, there were seeds. When I look at my life, there was always seeds and I always sought spiritually somehow. Like mm-hmm. in every, I was finding like a mentor or like somebody. Um, so there yeah. was always that. So I never knew that all of that was working me into what I do today, right? Like yeah. I help right. build disciples. I help train up people in the way they, they should go, right? And to mm-hmm. walk and it's really powerful. I start helping them have relationship with God. All these things that I didn't have, like I'm doing that now, right? So it's, wild, absolutely wild, but it came absolutely. And I think our greatest giftings come from our greatest brokenness and our greatest areas of struggle. I agree. And less 100%. Mm -hmm. It's like God is doing something here. And I had to know that I'm like, okay, if I got here, and I got here in really interesting circumstances, like I wasn't supposed to be here. So my Mm -hmm. adopted mother fell in love with or my um, birth mom fell in love with her brother in law. And that's how I got here. So there's a whole nother family like I have siblings and a whole other family that I'm connected to. So I'm connected to three family lines. Wow. So talk about the level of generational curses and things that are Mm. operating. I'm like, none of this is random. That's the only thing that I held on to is that none of this is random. And there's got to be a God with a plan. That was it. Mm. But I didn't know this God and I didn't know the plan, but that was the only thing that I held on to. And I didn't know the level of what it would be. Like the funny thing is Mm -hmm. I did this 30 day faith walking program because I have a okay. manual that's called rule and reign the faith walker manual so I made it okay. into a 30 day program so there was a woman just the other day that said yeah I went through your emotional healing program and I was like I don't have an emotional healing program <laughs> but she called <laughs> that program an yeah. emotional healing program and I'm like wow like wouldn't that be God right yeah. helping you wow 
develop faith through emotional. That's awesome. Like, that's how she viewed it. But it's just it's little things like that that just like bring so much joy and context because it's been years of loneliness, mm-hmm. confusion, chaos, yeah. taking constant hits from the enemy, thinking that that's what life is, and that you just gotta like suck mm-hmm. it up and keep moving. And it's like that's never how it's been designed. Let alone when you don't know who you are, how to process what's happening inside of you. You meet people that want to prey on you, right? Or like use mm-hmm. or manipulate you or take advantage yeah. of you in that vulnerable place. Right. And like when you're not aware of that, it's really, really dangerous, right? So mm-hmm. you'll befriend the wrong people. You'll give the wrong people the benefit of the doubts. There's just so many yeah. things that can happen when we're not strong on the inside. Mm-hmm. So that has all been what's been driving this. It's like, how do we actually heal so we can be whole? So that we can live from a place of true power and love well. How do we do that? That's good. That's good. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's amazing listening to you share these different seasons of your life. Yeah. And just being reminded, you know, I love talking about seasons and how no season's wasted. And that when you are in the middle of one and it's hard and you feel stuck and you don't want to be in this season and you don't see, you can't find any good. It's just so amazing now to look back and just like you just share that testimony of from that, from that woman that came from a season in your life that you, you know, that you would think what good's going to come from this. And I just love how in all of our God stories, he just has a way of just weaving all of the pieces, all of our days and bringing us to what he intended you know i mean like you said the enemy he's so crafty and yeah and and we see this i I always make a joke that it always go back to eve in the garden but i mean (laughs) you know i mean as you were talking i just kept thinking about her because i mean earlier when you were talking about his plan to you know divide and you know relationships and reconciliation i mean as you're talking about that i'm thinking about her it's exactly what he did you know what i'm saying he came to her with a lie yeah. that divided her from god you know separated her right. then the the way she felt in god's presence he made yeah. her feel shame and that she did something wrong and and then i'm sure with you know with adam you know it's just it it is the same tactics that he uses and with he us today to everybody he tries yeah. to see great pains and traumas and lies like you're abandoned nobody wants mm-hmm. you you're out of yeah. you have no purpose like you know what i mean but yeah. it's interesting like i led my birth mom to the lord wow so wow. talk about redemption like that's mm-hmm. right so wow. like things like that you just cannot even know like i love standing on god will restore the years of lopes of eaton Right. Mm-hmm. And I also lo- love that God redeems the time because those are two yeah. things that yeah. when you think that, especially this was really coming up for me, probably in the grad school season for me, where I was like, man, I just feel so behind in life. Like mm-hmm. people are getting married, they're having families, like they know why they're on this earth. And I have no clue still. And it's not for my lack of trying. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like circling all these metaphorical mountains and I'm not getting any clarity. I'm just finding more of what I don't want. And it's like, that is such a hard place to be. But I'm like, okay, only God can redeem this time that you're not ultimately responsible for wasting some of it, maybe, but like he will redeem all of that and he'll restore the years. And he does it in how he heals you and how he works through you. And often like an accelerated way. 
Mm-hmm. And there's so many of these God moments of how he does it. And it's truly insane. Like you have no idea how he can do those two things, but you just know that he will. Yeah. And he keeps doing it. He keeps mm-hmm. doing it. Yeah. Yeah. He's so faithful. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm just, I'm just always blown away sometimes when I'll feel like I've gone down a detour or, you know, like you were saying, like you were thinking, how can, like, I feel behind or how can, is this going to work out? Yeah. And, and then I'm just amazed that yeah. his faithfulness can just change all of that and yeah. to where you're in awe of, like, how did you do this? You know? Yeah. yeah. But that, that's well, it's, it's things like, helping people understand how to walk through a divorce or how to not choose one. Or it's like helping people understand how to break free of the codependent cycle that happens in relationships with people that are struggling with alcoholism or how to get Mm -hmm. deliverance from these addictions in the first place. Like all of these Mm -hmm. are part of the work that I'm doing. Like it's amazing. Like how, if you truly say yes to God and that for me looked like I don't know God I probably should buy a Bible I should probably start reading it I should probably see if this word can become alive and active to me I should probably learn how to pray have no clue how to do that like do you like <laughs> say it in your head do you like write it down do you say it out yeah. loud I have no idea like <laughs> willing yeah to be new and to be a child mm-hmm. and just be like I have no clue how this mm-hmm. journey is going to work but I have every idea of what happens when it happens without you like I've seen that movie before Right. Yeah. Like I've seen right. how that played out. So I'm just willing to go on this adventure with you and trust that that's going to work. Right. Mm, Even if you, I, like I gave him a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you a year awesome. to see if you're real and if you're going to do something cool. Right. But literally, it's like if you just truly do that with all of your heart, you will seek him. You will find him. Mm-hmm. Right. When it's with wow. all of your heart. And I think I got broken to such a point that like it literally was all of my heart and I had nothing else to depend on or stand mm. on. Truly nothing, right? And that's hard for a lot of people making it through those seasons. Like you don't make it through without God. Uh, Right. You don't. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So so how did the end of that year that you gave God? Yeah. (laughs) How did you do? That year alone alone was insane. Because I always believe that you're most anointed in your brokenness when you're allowing God Mm, to. Yes. And I was just committed to that. So he gave me like a whole plan and a whole agenda. Like at this time. I was, he removed somebody that had narcissistic personality disorder from my life. And I had no idea what that was, right? You don't Google that until you have to. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I had no I idea what that was, right? Like all yeah. I knew was that I was in a battle that I couldn't win and I had no clue mm-hmm. how to fight it, which was the scariest thing ever. And I was dealing with a level of darkness that I've never seen in my life. And I was like, help me. Like, mm-hmm. help. Yeah. So literally he, uh, out of that, He had me on like a no sugar diet. So he gave me a diet to follow. He had the new exercise plan for me to follow. He made me in charge of a celebrate recovery group. And I was also like training and leading like a newcomers group and just like pivotal in that ministry, which I would never have found myself in or led myself to. So I'm now guiding people through how to overcome hurts, habits, and hang up him to do it. And he knew about my heart at the time I would show up for other people, but I might not show mm. up in the same way for myself. So he got mm. me like celebrate recovery is typically a year to go through. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to just like circle you into this mission that you can't like run from. Right. Um, and then he also had me serving quite a bit in that as well. So that whole season was about serving and that's when he started having me write. Also. Mm. So he literally was like, I'm going to just help you walk through something really hard. I didn't know I was going to go through a really tough, like psychological, emotional season. No clue. 
but he gave me a diet so that my hormone balance would be okay. He gave me a release to make sure that I was exercising properly. And he gave me two big things to focus on and everything else didn't matter. Wow. Serve, seek me, right. Not mm. necessarily in that order, but those are the things yeah. that you need to do in the season. Yeah. And it was wow. insane what happened. So like my writing career, part of what I do took off there. My ministry took off there. I became a prayer warrior, somebody I didn't even like identify as. Like I pray like crazy now. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what in the world? Like he started unlocking. <laughs> Who my am voice. I? Right. Literally, literally. He started unlocking my voice. I started having people come up to me and like tell me all the things that he was doing from these prayers that I prayed. It was insane. Like it was definitely one of, it felt lonely in the sense of like everything that you knew about your life is removed. Mm. Right. Yeah. So that feels polarizing. You're like, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes for people saying like they have the fear of missing out or like they need to be doing something like all of that, you still have to wrestle through that, but still trust. Yeah. So like there is a loneliness. Mm-hmm. Like I remember writing my book in like a high rise of like downtown Austin. Everybody's out partying living their best life. And I'm up here like, God, help me write a book. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, this like, seems bizarre. That's like, cool. you know, so it's like, there's, there's things like that were definitely hard about that, but they were fruitful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he was yeah. kind of like recalibrating me or showing me what real priorities are, what really matters mm-hmm. and what it means. To just like depend on him. He really showed me that a lot in that season. And it's still wow. a huge formula for how I live my life. Yeah. Wow. Just listening to you share about, you know, the journey you've walked through. It's so neat to see how God is using every part of it yeah, to, every part. to, to help so many people. And, and I might mess up on some of the names, but you, you yeah. mentioned, you've mentioned books and I know you have different programs, um, yeah. but okay. Courage Co. Tell yeah. us what Courage Co. is. So Courage Co. is crazy. This is funny. Cause like I, I call them divine downloads. Like, but God okay. will give me these downloads. And I'm like, is it for now? Are we just like writing about it? Kind of like putting <laughs> it over here. But it's gotten to the point where he'll give me these visions and then there's timelines attached to them. So I just know it's happening. Oh, wow. And then he'll yeah. tell me like when they're happening. So okay. Courage Co. he gave me as a download a few years ago. He gave me the name for it, the heart of it, what would it, it would be about. And essentially it's like, when you want to really do life with God, where do you go? Hmm. What do you Google? You know what I mean? Like, and if, if you're not going to a church, like how really can you start learning and getting the training that you need? Right. And especially mm-hmm. if you've had a lot of hurt in your life too, maybe coming from the church or from these different places that make that not even accessible for where you are. Like, right. How do you get to God? Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it's very much like, okay, how do you put God at the center of your life and orbit around him in these different okay. ways? So. Courage Co. is a free community and you can do, there's small groups that happen in there. So there, there's literally three different small groups every week. There's prayer calls. So you can get a lot of what God is doing with those is he's downloading like prophetic encouragement. So that's That's super powerful. And then there's levels that you can keep growing. So we do masterclasses and challenges and interviews every single month. And that's in this like masterclass bundle. So people that really want to start getting some training and getting their feet with, they go there. And then we have the God's Vibes Mastermind, which is so awesome. This is basically where you're learning how to understand your identity in God, how to reclaim your spiritual authority, how to co-labor with him and partner with him in every single area of your life, Mm. how to really live like a surrendered, powerful life, and how to 
increase your stewardship and your capacity, right? To walk in excellence at different levels. And that looks like different things for different people. So that is a year-long program. It's three months. They get access to a year. So okay. they keep going through. Okay. They get to stay in the whole time and gotcha. get coaching and support in there. And then I work one-on-one with folks as okay. well. And then the podcast. So <laughs> those oh, are things that's awesome. happening at the moment. <laughs> yeah. And, and I actually follow you on Instagram. And so yeah. if you're looking for um, someone to follow that, you know, you're always dropping tidbits of wisdom and knowledge and encouragement yes. and tr- and truth, then you definitely want to follow her. What is, what is um your Instagram handle? Yep. So it's Miss MS Juliana page, which is J U L I A N A P A G E. So Miss Juliana page. Okay. Yeah. And then I'm guessing like the courage co and the mastermind, all that, what's the best way if, if somebody's co. interested That's in that. Website. So it's an actual app. So it's off social media on oh, okay. Okay. like social media, like funks. So just www.courageco.org. So when they get in there, it's like a private app where they can just hang. That is awesome. Okay. I've I've seen that mentioned, but I wasn't sure. So, so obviously what I listened to was um, a masterclass within that. I listened to like, yeah. Cause when we do these, we do masterclasses, which are like hour long sessions. And then we also do challenges so that you can actually every single month be applying this practical, real content to your life, right? And to really be mm-hmm. empowered. And the mastermind is like going deep on your inner life, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's kind of how those two are different. But yeah, you probably heard part of what happened in one of the challenges or masterclasses. Okay. So good. So good. Okay. Yeah. Guys, if you listening to and heard something today that then you need to, you know, you have a website. Yeah. Well. So julianapage.com is the website okay. and you okay. can link off the Courage Co and all the things from there. That's too. what I was going to say. I'm sure that that will get you wherever you're, you're needing to go for that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for, for being with us today. I know that so many that have heard, that will listen to this conversation are going to just be so blessed when they, when they see how God has worked and redeemed and is redeeming the time in your life. And yeah. You know, I, I, for one, I'm so glad God has connected us and <laughs> I'm, I'm excited of where our friendship's going to go. And I, I just know that, I mean, you've just, you're just scratching the surface of all that God has for you. And I'm excited to watch as you keep pressing into him and listening and learning and, and sharing with all of us what he's teaching you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a beautiful journey. Amen. Thank you. Aww. So thank you so much for taking the time to be with us and look forward to doing this again. Yes. Same. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Thank you. Hey, you. Thanks for listening. And if you would like to connect more, head over to SusanBeth.com and sign up and you will be one of the first to find out about anything new. Plus, there's a special free download available just to say thanks. If something in this episode did speak to you, Would you do me a favor and share it with a friend that you think it might resonate with as well? And until next time, keep showing up in the world just as God purposed you to do. Because you being you is exactly what we all need. of Amplify Life Media.